Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Congregation, it's your girl Lacey Mosley, aka Scam Goddess, and we're back and back. We're back, guys, with another installment of Scam Goddess. I'm so what? Yes, excited. You guys know, y'all know me, y'all know my heart. I'm very excited for today's guest. I truly am. We have, guys, we have a king on today, a comedy king. Today, we have an amazing comic. He's been named a new face in 2021 at the prestigious Just for Last Comedy Festival, and he's on the vultures list of comedians you should know in 2021. I'm also on that list. Check out his hilarious stand I had to. I had to, Brian. Check out his hilarious stand-up special on Netflix, season three of the stand-ups outright, Neil. And guys, I have watched this episode of the stand-ups. It is freaking hilarious. Get into it. Like, get your last, get your drugs, get your money's worth before Netflix runs that checkup, okay? Congregation, please <laughs> welcome Brian Simpson to the show. Hi, Brian. <laughs> hey, how are you? I didn't know we were li- I didn't know we were list buddies. Yes, we are. It, sh- it should be called the list of comics you should have been had known. Right. That's really what it is. Like, you should have been had known. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, now I got to look back at the photo and find your face. Because it's like they put us all in this, like, amorphous blob. <laughs> oh, right, right. And then they dropped the, like, four articles a day, separate mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Which is interesting because you could tell some people who were on the list, like, they were like, oh, okay, we've seen these people's work, like yours, like your article. But then there were some people on that list where they were like, yeah, this person is on Twitter a lot. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's Where's crazy. The rest of it? <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have people write their own interviews. <laughs> I mean, it was 2021. Like, I had to take my photos, like, outside uh, of oh, work. Oh, right. <laughs> in wardrobe I was like hey, y'all be my face and do my hair real quick and then let's go outside and I'm gonna take a picture in front of the Quixote like what, <laughs> what are right. we doing like it needs to appear natural <laughs> you know very chill very like yeah that, that was the biggest bummer about 2021 was all the great stuff that happened that couldn't be in person and then you just end up having to do it yourself like you've yeah. been doing press for your stand up show right 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 and, and it's, it's all it's, been, it's all zoom <laughs> I think maybe two things have been in person. Mm. Um, but I don't like people. So okay. I like, like I got just for laughs and they were like, oh, but it's a bummer. You can't go to Canada. I was like, I don't want to go to Canada. <laughs> this is the best just for laughs I could have possibly gotten. 
Canada's like, now why am I in it? Okay. <laughs> they got just, maple. They got saps and whatnot up there. Drake. I know, but it, ain't, it ain't nothing up. It ain't nothing up there that ain't here except Drake. <laughs> I once went to Canada, um, and we broke into the Caribana Festival because I didn't know you had to like be a part of the festival to be a part of it. And by that I mean like you know they have entry places and like people who are on floats and stuff we thought you just showed up and then you was just in the carnival oh. so we, we climbed some fences and when that <laughs> is that is that is that when the scam goddess was born oh no she was born long before then <laughs> but <laughs> i just love i love the concept of a whole podcast about getting over Yes, as we all should be, okay? Getting over and getting under. Now, <laughs> either way, however you can get around the fence. Wait, right so, Brian, I have to ask you, what's your relationship with scams? Do you like them? you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? Do you do any scams that you can talk about? Oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I love, my relationship with scams is simple. It depends on who's getting scammed and why. Okay. You know, because I'm a big fan of comeuppance. You know, I'm a big fan of people getting what they deserve. So it's like, okay, I, yeah, like I'm on some Count of Monte Cristo shit. Like if you, <laughs> if you, if it's a long, long plot out revenge and the and the and, and they deserve it or they've been screwing people over and you getting over it, I'm all for it. I'm all for helping you do it. All of that. <laughs> all for participating, drawing yep. up the maps. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What would be uh, your now, special skill if you were like in the Ocean's Eleven situation? Like, who would you be? Oh man, I think uh, I would be the getaway driver. Okay. Yeah, so you're a good driver? No. Ah! Okay. But I'm but I'm I'm on time and I'm reliable. Okay, come on, punctual. That is not me. You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> nobody ever talks about that. When you talk about getaway driver, it's always about skill. But nobody's ever like, we gotta wait for Craig. He's not here yet. He said he in traffic. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to be waiting outside the bank with the, with right. the bags of money. Like, damn, where is Craig? God damn. I, I definitely can't be the guy that's like has to like do something acrobatic. <laughs> gotta climb, you know, they gotta like stop before he touched the floor and all. I can't do all of that. Oh, okay, like the laser work, you ain't climbing through the lasers? Nah, I can't do it. My stomach will set it off immediately. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. You are the on-time driver. I was going to say, I, maybe I could be a getaway driver, but you're right. Punctuality is a part of that, and that's something that's not in my spirit, and I'm tired of being shamed for it. Um, it's a real condition, being tardy, <laughs> and I think we all need to take it a little more seriously. So, uh, You know what the secret is? What is it? For me, anyway, because I used to have a real problem with it is I just plan, because a lot of people, they mess up and they set their clocks early. Mm. But no, the, you should plan on being early. So whenever somebody tell me what time something is, I plan on being there 15 minutes early. Oh and my so that, God. That, that way, if something go wrong, I'm still on time. 15 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I just, because I, you know, I bring a book, I chill. You bring a book? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you live in different. I don't be doing nothing at home except like when I'm when I'm when I'm running late, I don't be doing nothing at home except waiting till I gotta leave the house at the last minute. Okay. See, that that's true. That's true. So I so I I would just be there early and just do do some activity. 
That's probably really wise. I should probably start doing that. I bet you have like way more. I, I love frantic energy. I don't know why, but I'm just like, and every time I do it, I'm mad at myself. Like I'm in the car speed racing, trying to get to the place. And I'm like, yeah. why did I do this? I, I just sat on my couch. Like I was, I was ready. And then I just found a reason to be late. I don't know. I don't, it's just. You know what? You know what? I started because I lost my license. I lost my license speeding to a show that was only paying me twenty five dollars. Oh no! You know what I'm saying? And the the the, the, the ticket the ticket was eight hundred dollars. Like all oh. the violations was eight hundred dollars, and the show only paid me twenty five dollars. And I was like, oh nah. From now on, I'm only I'm only in a hurry for the money. Right. Oh no you no 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 no. That's not no. a good deal. You had did you go to the show after and, and like rob everybody to make up no, the difference? No, you know what you know you know what else? They ain't even because I was late to the show. I didn't even get a spot. <gasps> Oh, I didn't even get to do my spot. This is when I first started comedy. But that from that moment on, I was like, I'm, if I leave the house, like say I have something go wrong and I leave the house and I'm going to be late and I'm going somewhere where I ain't getting paid that, that much money, I'm, and I'm just late. You I know, love I that for care. you. Yeah. They're, they, they're lucky you showed up. You know what I mean? Like Right, like, <laughs> right. But you're just like, you're not paying me enough to risk getting the ticket. No, I I truly don't know if anybody's ever paid me enough to risk getting a ticket. I have gotten too many tickets. I gave the LA DOT like twelve Gucci bags. I'm I, like like at least like. Oh, you you're you're LA based? Yes, I'm in Los oh, Angeles. Where you I at? I was New York. No, but thank you. No, I'm in LA. I'm in LA though. <laughs> okay, bit bit. Where you at? I'm gonna look out my window. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in a poor part of town. Uh, not the poor part of town. <laughs> I mean, that's most of LA. It's like <laughs> it's, a, right? it's a mansion, and then your unhoused neighbor right next door is it's a hot mess out here. You know what's so funny is you could act, everybody that's poor in LA could be middle class somewhere else. Oh my god, we could be so middle class. Are you kidding me? I think about Nebraska. Like I know some people watch porn to get off, it, but I I get on Zillow in oh, Middle yeah. America, and I'm just like, oh, three bedroom. F- Every day. Spanish style. Okay, and how much? <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, oh, $500 a month for a four-bedroom house. Right, with a pool? What? Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, out here, I was I had looked at homes for a second in Los Angeles. I'm going to go back. I don't know why. It's a huge scam. But they got shacks out here. I'm talking about, like, uh, we used to call them, like, what is it called? Like, gunshot houses? Like, shotgun houses. And with oh. shotgun houses, uh, if you've never heard that, in the South, it was like, if you could shoot a bullet and shoot straight from the front door to the back door, that's a shotgun house. Right. And, it's like for, for, like, free slaves, like, living on right? I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> Why you had to bring the slaves into it? Oh, I, I, thought that's where it, I thought that's where it came from. I thought it was like, it was like Africa. It was like bro- a tradition brought from Africa and then free slaves built them. Oh, no, no. I think they were just very small homes. Uh, I could be wrong, though. But I love that you were like, oh, yeah, like the diaspora, like the slaves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am a descendant of slaves, Brian. But yeah, like those kind of houses out here in L.A. will be millions of dollars. And it'll be on Zillow, like hot home. Like (laughs) there's 21 people bidding. That's the. And then then they'll be filled up by trendy white people. That's like, wow, this is different. Right. Oh my goodness. It's, we down bad in Los Angeles. It's real bad. Don't move here. We full. The traffic is bad enough. Okay. Stay where you at. Enjoy having like somewhat cheap rent or mortgages. Yeah. If you're not if you're not trying to be in show business, it ain't no reason to live here. Truly. And then after a while, if if you if you get lucky and you strike it big, you can move away. Especially during the pandemic, we just mailing in these tapes anyway. You don't have and to live what, here. And that's what they do. Most of the rich people don't live here no more. They're smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna if, you're just looking for, if you're just looking for paradise, 
See, people that have never been to California, San Diego is what you is what you think LA is. <laughs> True. You know, it's palm trees, it's slow pace, it's yeah. weed everywhere. Weed everywhere. Grows like grass. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and LA yep. is dirty and oh goodness. It's 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 hard to look at. But yeah. I love it here. I'm here. I'ma stay. Where are you from originally, Ryan? I'm originally from PG County. Maryland. Oh, okay. You from Merlin? Okay, so Merlin. you be getting mumbo sauce at the carryout? You damn right. I missed them. <laughs> they, you know mumbo sauce is in, they sell it in the store now. It's in what? Like, like there's like brand names, competing brands of mumbo sauce. That's wild. That's actually I, really I remember wild. just hoping it was safe. Now, it's, now you can buy it in the store. <laughs> I remember hoping it was safe. The good old days when they were stirring it up in the back. <laughs> right. Speaking, and they would talk. They would they were speaking in Cantonese, and like you ain't know. Did I just piss her off? Or right? Oh uh, no, that's the same as like going to the uh, jerk chicken place or the Jamaican spot where they always mad at you when you come to order. That's that's right. truly the scam. I want to run a business where my product is so good that I can be rude to all my customers and they'll still come back. <laughs> oh yeah, you you ever been to Dick's Last Resort? That was their whole thing. Oh right, is they were mean to people. It was like cute. Yeah, but they were not a bit. Do they do they have one in L.A. They did. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure they did. It was downtown. Yeah, they, they be going out of business. Because I think people like it as a novelty, but ain't nobody trying to go back. <laughs> they can't get repeat customers. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I would probably go once and let people cuss me out. But after that, I wouldn't be like, let's go yeah. to that place where they cuss you out. I think you got to switch it up and have the, have the cuss out like maybe one day a week. Yeah, like if you really want that, you go on a Thursday and they'll drag you. But every other day yeah. it's like normal so, service. Yeah, that's one day for masochists. <laughs> and the rest of the week's for regular folks. I love that. I love that somebody's kink is being uh, ru- uh being uh, <laughs> treated poorly at a restaurant. <laughs> right, over chicken wings. Right, but to get cussed out between apps. Love that for them. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about scams that are popping in the streets. Or more often than not these days, y'all know, we get a listener letter. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Uh, Brian, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender. It could be any name. Charles. Charles. Oh, that's classy. Okay, Charles. I feel like Charles owns at least three suits, and he doesn't need to wear them to court. You know? Right. That's good for Charles. So, Charles says, I've been, I have a story that I've wanted to tell you since I first heard of your show. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. This is a one-time scam of convenience my friend pulled, but I witnessed. Okay, so you snitching on your friends. We love that for you and your friend. So, it says, we worked together as strippers many years ago, and one time we traveled out of state to work in a large upscale club on the other side of the country. Okay, fancy. So, y'all did a little Zola. Y'all, like, got in the whip and went to strip on location. Yeah, wow. Okay. I love when strippers go strip on location. I feel like that happens like All-Star Weekend is a big, like, you know, all the strippers will congregate. Isn't it in Cleveland in 2022? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I have no idea. Which is like, I've been to Cleveland. There's literally nothing there. So it's like all all of the ratchet community is going to, like, assimilate. Assimilate? Is that a word? That's not a word. Yeah. Uh But it's, like, but it's like, yeah, that, that All-Star Weekend, that's like the finals for strippers, right? Like, Yes, it's their NBA yeah. finals. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not calling them the ratchet community. I mean the people who are going to 
Cleveland simply for the All-Star game. Uh, but they're all going to go there. This is going to be their All-Star game. You know, money guns, money flying everywhere. I remember one All-Star uh, year, I think Cardi B threw a party with like the Migos and other people. And the strippers were upset because they didn't make as much money as they were supposed to because there was like too many of them. Oh. Yeah, and they said people was picking up the money off the floor, which is a big no-no. <laughs> oh, really? So who's supposed to pick up the money? The, you know, you know who's supposed to pick up the money, and it is not you, Brian. <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean customers were picking up money off the floor? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, that's 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 foul. That's foul. And also, a lot of times, if you're stripping in a club, like you'll pay in, like for those events, you'll pay in like a fee to come work that night, which I think is wild. Um, and then after that, you make your money based off of tips. But I'm like. Mm. I don't like that. I shouldn't have to pay to come. Yeah, work. that's wow. That's why. See, I didn't know. I don't know. No, you got a lot of stripper friends. Um, do I? No. <laughs> <laughs> or you? Or you teach a stripper class or something? I, I, I teach a pole class. Oh no! <laughs> I wish. I wish I had the upper body strength for pole. I've taken a few pole classes because that shit looked cute on Instagram. And then I was like, ow, ow! Like nobody would yeah. want me on the pole. I, it would be. I'd be too loud. I'm like, ow! Ooh, is this working? Ow! <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you figure it out, it's like. You're you gonna be. It's gonna be sexy for like six months. And you're gonna fuck up your shoulders. <laughs> Not your shoulders. Yeah, no. Nobody would want me. I'd be the the stripper limping around, complaining. Like if they had a Dick's Last Resort for strippers, where I could just go and be like, "Oh, <laughs> my feet hurt." Like I think I could do that. <laughs> no, that I want to open up a strip club for just low effort strippers. Yes. Like, you ain't really got to do that much. <laughs> if if you, if you can wiggle a couple muscles. That's right. all we need up in here. Yeah. I could work there. I would walk around. We don't even need a stage. I'll walk around the tables like, hey y'all, how y'all doing? Yeah. I'll throw it in a circle. I don't throw the ass in a complete circle. We we mostly do right. half moons. Uh yeah, that's that's all that's all we need. If we can get 40 degrees out of you, baby, you you, you can stay on staff. <laughs> 40 degrees. Yes. So this is a strip club. So they go to the fancy strip club, you know, to make a coin. So one, the club had weirdly advanced. They had a weirdly advanced system for buying lap dances. You fed money into a little machine and then uh, like on a small display, you added the time for the dance and then it started counting down. The machine would keep track of how much we made and took out the club's cut. And at the end of the shift, we'd get paid for the dances we'd done. I chose this letter because that was the wildest thing I've ever heard. Like high tech lap dances. Wow. Like, I don't know if I want a vending machine lap dance. I thought the whole point was like, you know, I give the money, I throw the money. It's a part of the sh- theatrics. Like, now we just put the, we like, man, C4, uh, yeah. twerk. I just imagine a stripper getting stuck in the, in the, <laughs> in the apparatus. You sit there beating on the machine. I didn't get my fucking lap. Not you got to shake the machine. <laughs> Not the strippers are inside the machine. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so funny. So, oh, what she got? She got stuck in that little thing. You got to stick a hand up underneath. And, <laughs> For real. And the the the, the, uh, the bouncer standing over your shoulder making sure you don't touch nothing. Right. I just think that's wild. I don't know. Something about a vending machine for a lap dance just feels very impersonal. Like, I thought it was all about, you know, throwing yeah. the money, putting the money in the, in the G-string. And now and not just, just that, but it's like, I, I always, like, because even though it's like, I know the stripper don't like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I still like that. I still like the illusion because, it, because the, the good strip clubs, you kind of felt like they kind of chose you a little bit. Right. You know? 
And it's like, now, yeah, they chose me because I look like a simp that's going to give them a lot of money. But still, <laughs> I want the I want the illusion to, to, to being desirable a little bit. I don't want to order a stripper. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's like they still do the whole illusion. But then when you get into the room, they're like, okay, give us the cash. And they're like, I imagine like uh, this, this is making me think of like a, like a strip club, but with the Domino's tracker. Uh, it was like, yeah, your stripper's arriving at the club. Okay, she's she's getting dressed in the back. Right, she's putting on lotion. <laughs> right, right. What scent? I mean, you know what? You could probably you could probably do something with that though. I just feel like that's too impersonal. I feel like you know, I I thought that stripping was more of a um you know interpersonal, like you said, like a like a a, a relationship based service. So right. like a single serving relationship. It's like you just just real quick. A little bit of fake love. Real <laughs> a little of, bit of fake love. Yeah, fake love, real touching. That's what I want. That sure. sounds like a Drake song. And I love <laughs> it. So, two. Many people, sometimes correctly and sometimes incorrectly, assume that strippers know where to find cocaine. Okay, we've, we've made a departure. We went from the video, uh, the, yeah. the machine, to cocaine. They do the same thing to black people. <laughs> well, explain that. They always think like if I, if I'm ever if I'm ever in a situation where I'm the only black dude, which is a lot in Los Angeles, yes. people just and people just assume I know where drugs are. Really? See, I would... never, yeah, never heroin, but weed and cocaine always. Yeah, okay, I, I wouldn't expect heroin, but I also wouldn't expect cocaine because like cocaine is not something that the black I, I know black people do cocaine, but it's not something that we talk about. Like, right, right. Like, but culturally, I think I, like, white people would be like, yeah, where's you party? Where's the black? <laughs> but, like, but I, I think it's something about, but I think they assume, like, if you're the only black dude in this room, that <laughs> that is what means you have cocaine. Because what else are you doing here? It's that kind of <laughs> Good point. Solid point. Solid point. If you're the only black person in this room, you must be a cocaine salesman. Because what else, <laughs> right, what right. else would you be doing here? Uh, fair. I'm on their side. Brian, I'm on their side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's, I'm never, mad, I'm never mad at the question. You're never like, why would you think that about me? How dare you? No. You parody, bro. So, my friend and I were working a slow night shift, and a well-dressed customer approached her. She asked if he wanted any dances, and he said no. But then he asked if she knew where to find party favors, aka cocaína. Um, so. This is the word that every idiot and club patron assumes makes them immune to arrest if they're accidentally talking to an undercover cop. The fact that she went, she was struggling to make <laughs> money, all of this made her like more enticed to this rich douchebag, basically, is what um, Charles is saying. So I guess, yeah, if you say party favors, can the cops arrest you? Because yes. you put them in a hat and a piñata. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they can definitely arrest you if you say party favors. Really? I'd be like, I was looking for balloons. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Actually, I, th I think it really just depends on where you, what state you in. Um, but that just feels like a waste of police uh, money. Like y'all just sitting around waving yeah. people, asking so, for drugs. So okay. she's saying her friend, her friend, assumed that because this dude was looking for cocaine, that he was that he had a lot of money. Yeah, they said he dressed really nice. He didn't want a vending machine lap dance, but he was looking to find cocaine. I think that's very funny to go to a strip club and not be interested in anybody who's working there. Like, you're yeah, there strictly a, to find drugs. That's a red flag. <laughs> 
But I guess if I if I was from out of town and I was like, hmm, I need drugs, that seems like a good place to start. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess no, you no, you're right about that. That's, yeah, but you but why would you ask like the bouncer or somebody? Yeah. Why you ask one of the strippers? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, why would you assume? Like, they they have a job. The points are made. Points are made. So she told him that she had a hookup in the club. She pointed to the bouncer across the room, Brian, so you were right, and said, I can get you some from that guy, but he only sells $500 worth at a time. And I have to make it look like you're buying dances from me so management doesn't get suspicious. This is what she told him. He agreed. She took him over to the lap dance booth. <laughs> Not the lap dance booth. And she fed his five hundred dollars, one hundred or five one hundred dollar bills into the machine. She told him, "I'll give you a quick dance, and then you can go get, and then I'll go get your shit." She shimmied on his lap for like a minute, then got up, put her bra back on, and casually walked over to the bouncer. She pointed at the customer and told the bouncer, "That guy keeps harassing me for cocaine, and he won't leave me alone, and is interrupting my sales." The bouncer oh. promptly. <laughs> The bouncer promptly walked over to the man whose face transferred from hopeful to distressed and was grabbed by the arm and dragged out the front door and told not to come back. So my friend made a quick few bills and a dumb tourist was parted with his drug money. Hope you like this story. Appreciate the hustle. Much love, Charles. Um, I do like this story, Charles. I, 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 I like I like it a little bit. I I I feel I felt bad for Charles. But at the same time, it's like when she started putting your money in a machine, you should have put two and two together. Yeah, because that's not how drug sales work. No. Oh, you think it's going to be a receipt for this cocaine? <laughs> Get your ass. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> yeah. You was asking for it, Charles. Yeah. That's one of those, that's one of those dudes that's, that sounds like one of those dudes that's never, he was completely out of his depth. Like he's yes. never been to like the wrong side of the tracks. Never been to like a seedy place. He, he thought it was just like, so how do you find cocaine in here? <laughs> right. You know, he, I'm looking he, party favors. Yeah. Wink, wink. Like he saw this in a movie. Yeah. Or he read it on Urban Dictionary or something. Party favors. What do people say for cocaine? Yeah. He definitely went on Urban Dictionary for this. And also, if I saw my money going into a vending machine, I too would be concerned that I would not be able to procure the drugs that I was soliciting. Also, whoever this uh, woman was, or I don't know the gender, so they, them, non-binary icon, queen, king, whoever this person is who was doing the lap dance, um, I'm not going to put all five $100 bills into the vending machine so the club can take a cut of all 500 Like, I put 300 in there, but I'm going to put two. Right. Oh, but they probably, they probably watching those machines like a hawk, though. Oh, yeah, you right. If you try to, I mean, because every stripper has thought of taking some of the cash. They well, as they should, as they should. Strip clubs are a scam. You know what I mean? Strip clubs are a scam, and I and I don't go to them anymore. I can't. I, I would go when uh, men who were frivolous with their money would want to go, and me and my girlfriends would go, like you know, after the club or something, and they oh, yeah. give us a few stacks, you know, a few thousand, and then I'd be like, "Some for me, some for y'all." <laughs> <laughs> but that was yeah. when I was in college. Nowadays, I I would throw it all. That's not my money, but in college. Best believe I was going to skim a little bit off the top. Well, the, the, the last two times I went into I went to strip clubs with two mm-hmm. different people. We 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 left way too late in the morning, probably three four in the morning. Both times, both people seemed drunk to me. Both times I was like, "Are y'all are you good?" And both times they were like, "Yeah." And both times we got in a car accident. 
Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old to be paying money for an erection. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get a blue chew for that. <laughs> a blue I, chew. You know what I'm saying? It's cheaper. Let me get on Urban Dictionary. Blue chew? <laughs> I know what you're oh. talking about. I know what you're talking about. Hilarious. No, but yeah, also, it's really, when it's that late at night and people have been drinking and you're probably also now tired, that's a really horrible combination. You should definitely not be whipping it. Call the Uberman, okay? Guys, call the Uberman. Oh, no, um, this was before Uber. Oh, this was before Uber? Oh, yeah. gosh. So that's when you had to call, like, yellow cabs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's when you just had to, that's when you had to sleep at the bus stop and wait till the train opened. Oh Lord, Lord Jesus! I've had to wait till a train opened before, but it was in uh, London, and the tube wasn't open, and I was coming out of the club by myself, and these nice British men uh, took me home, which is the dumbest thing I've probably ever done in my life. But they were like, "No, you're like a little sister," because I was like, "Oh no, I can't go with y'all because y'all might try to kill me." And they're like, "We would never kill you. You're like a little sister. We love you." And I was like, "You know what? I believe y'all." Was was that, was that in America? <laughs> no, that was in London. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's tough. I was at this club called Fabric and I got kicked out. I lost my friends. I got kicked out and I got kicked out because the bet- the bathrooms are gender neutral. So I went into the bathroom and I was just sitting on the toilet because I was so tired and I was like, I'm not ready to go yet. And I'm waiting on these, these little exchange students from Minnesota who were so racist. And you fell I was asleep? Like, yes, I fell asleep and they saw my little feet. <laughs> They're like, get out of here, you skank. And so, they kicked me out and I was like damn I gotta get home so I was waiting by the train and then these two black dudes who I saw before because we tried to like scam this one girl was a little too drunk to go and you know we're all young so we're like oh well just put one arm on my shoulder one arm on her shoulder and we'll walk you in and they won't know that you're drunk what are we doing so this girl trips me and they're like oh ma'am you're too drunk and London is like so polite so they're like oh you gotta wait in the drunk tank so there's like a tank outside of this club like a little roped off area where they put people who are too intoxicated and you just wait it out and then they'll let you in it's wild and i'm sure wow. it's not like that anymore but so i'm standing in this little drunk tank i'm by myself i'm in like two, two pieces of cloth like no clothes and i'm standing outside this thing i'm cold i'm very much sober and these two black guys i walked by and they're like oh what are you doing out here where are your friends and i was like oh they're inside they're not really my friends there's a bunch of racists that i live with in this exchange <laughs> program and they're like no this is fucked up that they left you out here if we see them so they like help me get into the club and then they like we run into one of the people who's like oh Lacey, we were wondering where you went and i was like you don't know me don't say you know me <laughs> And they're like, is this one of the guys who left you here outside? We're gonna beat him up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We'll give him we'll give him a right slap, won't we? <laughs> Not a right slap. <laughs> right, they were like, we'll we'll shake his timbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know how British people be talking about fighting. Right, right. Like the most mundane shit will be a serious threat. <laughs> right. Like, you I'll know. butter your bread. Right, and you don't even know Buddy O'Brien me. He got a 45. Like, right, right. You're just like, we're going to have tea, bro? This don't sound that menacing. <laughs> like, oh, no, don't don't mess with him. He be putting everyone's bread around here. Don't mess with him. Yeah, and then you ask him, like, wait a minute, why does Buddy your bread a threat? They be like, oh, because bread rhymes with head <laughs> and butter rhymes with mother. 
so it means I'm gonna kill your mother. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Didn't wow. get, didn't glean all of that from the first time, but thank you for the explanation. Right. But yeah, so they were like, I remember I lost them in the club, and the people that I lived with were mad at me because they're like, why'd you say you didn't know us? I was like, because I was trying to keep y'all from getting y'all asses beat, which I shouldn't have. I should have let you get your asses beat. But yeah, so they ran into me afterwards at the train, and they're like, we'll take you home and we'll get you some breakfast. And I was like, <laughs> y'all, I can't go with y'all. Y'all gonna kill me. And they're like, we would never do that. We would never kill you. And I was like, all right, I believe y'all. <laughs> <laughs> then they yeah. took me to breakfast and they drove me home. I lived in the suburbs. They drove me home. What was the, what, what was the breakfast? Uh, McDonald's. That was the only thing that was. Oh, open. okay. I thought they hit you with the beans on the on the scramble Oh eggs. hell no, hell no. That was the worst <laughs> part of London. The food is so bad. They over it's there awful. eating like they in the war still. I'm like. <laughs> Is this an MRE? Why y'all having eating rations? <laughs> it's 2022. And yeah. they still posting photos with fries with beans on top of them. I'm and sorry, they, UK they, listeners. They sw- <laughs> and they swear they cuisine better than ours. They swear it'd be busted. And I'm like, come on, y'all. You didn't look at this photo before you posted it. Yeah. This is terrible. Like, it's safer. It's more pure. It's like, didn't y'all have mad cow disease over here? <laughs> Facts. We all got a little bit of the mad cow. I miss those days when the scariest thing out there was like mad cow, you know? Oh, yeah. I like when the scary shit is stuff we don't understand enough about to be scared of. Right. I never really knew what mad cow did to you. I never knew how the cows got angry. Uh, (laughs) I just knew it was a thing. I miss that because now I feel like a whole scientist. I can tell you everything about uh, (laughs) SARS-2 COVID-19, bro. It's too much. It's way too much. But, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, historic hoodwinks. Scams! I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits and you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay, come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code goddess20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code goddess20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. 
And we are back, and it's time for my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I'm going to regale Brian with a famous con caper group of criminal squad. We don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. We'll see. We'll get his opinions all throughout. As you guys can see, Brian's got opinions, okay? Mr. Simpson has thoughts, and we love that for us. Uh, Today, we are talking about the month, April, the year, 2015. Uh, professional thieves broke into Halton Garden Safe Deposit Company in London. Oh, hey, we're back in London town. Okay, I like that for us. I didn't even know it was going to be in London. And made, I'm so sorry, UK listeners, because y'all know this means I'm just about to act the whole ass and do terrible accents the entire time. Y'all are here. So they they broke into the safe company in London and made off with 14 million in British pounds, which is roughly 19 and a half million USD, because you know our dollar is weak as fuck. Um, they, they were called Dad's Army, the Diamond Weezers. That's too long of a name. See, that's how you know this is London. Like, your gang don't need to be, like, five words. Like, <laughs> their name is Dad's Army, the Diamond Weezers. <laughs> and they, so they broke into this? Yeah, so they broke into the safe and they stole all this money. So, or, the old blaggers, or as they are in the French press, Le Gang du Papa. <laughs> La gang du papa. Maybe that sounds like like the gang of daddies or the right. I don't, the daddy I, I, gang. Right? Are they sexy? So it it uh, translates to the granddad's gang. So these oh. dudes must be kind of older because <laughs> it's giving it's giving zaddy. Like okay, all right. Come on, bank robbers. We, yeah, we love a, we love a good identity. Right. So this is what they did to plan it. The street of Halt, or excuse me, Hatton, I said Halton. The street of Hatton Garden dates back to medieval times as an enclave of commerce for master craftsmen, including warrior monks, Portuguese diamond cutters, and the famed Jewish jewelers. Hatton's Garden's reputation survives today as the center of London's jewelry trade. So Hatton Garden is still where the girls are getting their blang, blang. Um... That's where they go. It continues to be the home of a number of banks, safes, jewelers, making it ripe for the picking. I feel like that's too much. Like, I feel like all the balling things shouldn't just be in one area. It feels unwise. Right, right. But then maybe, uh, yeah. But I think they do it so they can combine their resources. Oh, their security? Cause yeah, like, yeah. Like, we all chip in and have 10 people patrolling this mother. I don't know. That's true. That's a good point. Maybe it is better to have them all instead of isolated. You might, yeah, you might be on to something here. So planning for the heist began with four men meeting over some pints at the pub in Isling over the course of every Friday night for three years. Okay, so here we go. Oh, they are older. They all got their, like, silver foxes. Um, the, here they are at the pub uh, meeting and talking about their robbery over some beers, over Damn. some pints. So, but unlike the pub's other regulars, the men who met there boasted long careers as professional criminals hungry for more. So, the Mr. Reader, a.k.a. the Master, a.k.a. the Governor. Why y'all got so many a.k.a.s? (laughs) And I don't even know, is this the leader or is this the person that runs the town? So, Brian Reader was the leader. His name is Brian Reader. (laughs) Brian Reader was the leader, a.k.a. Mr. Reader, a.k.a. the master, a.k.a. the government, a.k.a. the diamond boogeyman, a.k.a. Like, what, like why? Why so many names? Right. Uh, so we have a picture of him right now uh, looking... He looks sleepy as hell. Yeah, he looks a little exhausted. I don't know if Brian had his insurer before they took this photo. Yeah, uh, this is... He looks drunk. 
Yeah. I, I'd imagine since they was at the pub. That, I also feel like you shouldn't maybe like plan a whole heist like while drinking beers. Oh yeah, because you're definitely gonna forget some shit. <laughs> you know, or or one of y'all leave one of y'all leaves the pub too drunk and you gotta sit in that drunk tank. Right. And like, now, er- now everybody else waiting on you. Now the heist is held up. That's me. Uh, <laughs> like, no, Mr. Reed is still in the drunk tank. God, okay, we can't all wait out here with the diamonds. Like, what? Oh, no, nothing worse than doing a heist and then got to wait for your ride. Man. So Also, being the leader of the granddad gang doesn't, doesn't seem as prestigious as it should. Really? I mean... Because I, cause I think, the thing is, I think it would have been, been cool if they were all, like, young and they, just, they were the granddad gang. But they all really look too old to be doing anything. Yeah, they all do look like they have grandchildren. Now, listen, I'm not going to be an ageist. I think that you can do crime up to the day you die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all follow y'all passions. You're right. <laughs> You're right. What am I saying? What am I saying? Especially, okay. actually, that might be the best time to do crime. Right. Because you Cause look, I mean, who's going to like think it's you? Yeah, it's easier to get away with it. And then even if you get caught, you're only going to be alive for like, I mean, it's like the most they can give you is seven to ten. Right. It's like they could give you a life sentence, but like, <laughs> how much life is that really? Right. Like, exactly. You good. Yeah, that's uh, worth it. Yeah, I, I I totally think so as well. And also, if I saw like Mr. Reader, I wouldn't think he had no jewels in his pocket. At most, I would think maybe he got a peppermint. You know what I mean? Like, it's right, giving Papa. Right. Some butterscotch. Right. That's what he's giving. So in 1983, a group of armed men in ski masks stole gold cash jewelry from a Brinks mat warehouse at the Heathrow Airport. It was Mr. Reader who teamed up with Kent Crime Boss to help launder around $40 million in gold. With such an achievement on his resume, at the age of 76, Mr. Reader became the head of the operations and resident diamond expert at the Hatton Garden Heist. So, you know, they were like, well, what have you robbed? And he's like, well, I've claimed $40 million of gold. They're like, okay, he's going to lead Oh, right. He's a leader. Yeah. They're like, look, Frank doesn't know what day it is, but he's very good with a gun. We just have to tell him who to shoot. Yeah. He'll butter their bread. He'll butter their bread, but he won't know what day it is. Can you put that picture of the three of them back up again eating lunch? Yes, we'll get that picture back up for you. So Mr. Perkins is the second in command, the undercover intelligence gatherer. So Mr. Terrence Perkins was the group's unofficial second in command. He, in 1983, Perkins spent his 35th birthday involved in another notorious robbery with a hooded gang with sawed-off shotguns. They stole about $7.5 million in cash from London vaults of Security Express, a security company. He was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Okay, so see, this isn't as cute because Terrence, you got caught. And we're looking at Terrence right now, and Terrence don't really look like he's like, if you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck. Like Terrence, right, right. Terrence look, Terrence look like he don't even give a fuck if if they if he get everybody caught. Yeah, Terrence is giving very much like Cleo energy and set it off. Like he would just go out being riddled right. with bullets. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, Mister Reader had to constantly be like, Clarence, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Terrence, please. He's like, oh man, we'll be all right. <laughs> or, or, or however they would say, oh, Clarence, you're gonna. You're going to bugger this whole thing. <laughs> Terrence doesn't look like he would bugger the whole thing. And then we got your picture back up of them uh, casually sipping their beers while planning a heist. Also, why did it take out three years to plan this? Feels too long. Like, how often were y'all meeting? Was this bi-weekly? Like, why, why nah, so they had they had to wait till they all had, till they, till they all synced up. Till they all their colons and bladders synced up. So they, <laughs> like, wait till we all got the right amount of fiber till we all regular. 
That's what we all regular. You know? They all drink yeah. it in short after the beers. Because the last uh, thing you need is Clarence shit in his pants in the middle of the heist. I mean, I don't know. These dudes look very virile. You know, some everybody doesn't age the set. Like they're yeah. giving like they're aging like the queen in them. You know, where they're just not gonna die. So this last dude's got to be the enforcer. He looked like he don't fuck around at all. Right. You know, you just see somebody who's definitely seen the life fade out of too many people's eyes. It oh, doesn't even yeah. do anything for them anymore. It's yeah, it's giving murder. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely gotten away with insulting whoever the fuck he wanted to. Right. And you just look at him, you're like, it's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> you walk away because you know he's going to take your life from you. So he was sentenced. Remember, this is Terrence. He, uh, he was sentenced to 22 years in prison for that $7 million heist. He escaped in 1995 and wasn't caught again until 2012 when he was arrested and served the rest of his time for the 1983 robbery. Mr. Perkins and Mr. Reeder were old friends. They worked together on four robberies over 12 years. See, this is a career. You know, they're like this. They've worked together before. You know, they know each other's resume. You know, these are professional criminals. And I love that for them. But also, like, I just feel like this is too many robberies. Like, y'all y'all couldn't do one good robbery and then just quit. I feel like you can't, like, keep doing robberies. Yeah, it's like a, you don't have no retirement plan. Yeah, you know. Um, ugh, yeah, that's a tough life to live. But I mean, but I mean, you can say that about legit jobs, too. Mm-hmm. The economy's like you- crazy. Like UFC fighters, like how long can you do that? Dancers, ice yep. skaters, dancers, strippers. Now you can strip for now. Now if you <laughs> if you drink your water and you, you, you have <laughs> you have your B twelve and your collagen, you can strip for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's levels to the clubs out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like the Bernice Burgos who don't look. Like, I think that woman is like 50 and she looks like 26. So look up Bernice Burgos and y'all see like that woman. She has a child that's like my age and like she looks so young. So I'm like, maybe, you know, some everybody build different. So Mr. Perkins and Mr. Reader are old homies. Mr. Perkins also posed as a builder at the safe deposit or the safety deposit to gather information prior to the actual heist. So he was showing up down there, putting on a hard hat and everyone just assumed he was employed there. And they're like, does anybody know Mr. Perkins? He asked a lot of questions. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, he just walks around with a hammer, and he's like, "What's the code to the safe?" <laughs> I'm done. I'm telling you, a hard hat and a clipboard would make people not even fucking question you. Right, especially if you're an older white man. Like people just assume oh, yeah. older white men are employed everywhere, you know, to run it. So I'm sure that he could just show up and act like he was running things, and everybody's like, "Okay, makes sense to me." An older white man and some dickies. Oh, can't be stopped. Can't be stopped. Yeah. Walk through anything. So, Mr. Jones was the eccentric forensic expert. Danny Jones, 59, had a criminal record stretching back to 1975. and 82, he was convicted of stealing 92,000 British pounds. He was the gang's eccentric. So, he's the one who's like, see, when British people say eccentric, I feel like that just means like, I don't know, he maybe told a joke. That just means gay, right? (laughs) I mean, in Britain. Because I'm trying to be, he don't look that eccentric. He looks pretty regular. Yeah, so... We truly don't know. Oh, so his friends claim that he could tell fortunes. He talked to his dog like it was a person and occasionally went to bed wearing his mother's dressing gown with a fez on. Okay. But what is a fez? I don't know what a fez is. I think that's uh, one of those um one of those hats that, that uh, uh you know. Yeah, it's, like bur- you- it's like burgundy with a little tassel on it. Stop. Is it really? Judah, can you pull up a fez, a photo of a fez, so we can see what that is? So, oh, yeah. oh, it is. Wow. Come on, Brian. Yes. 
I always see people with that, like, and they're on tiny bicycles or something. I don't know what they for, though. Yeah, I don't know what they're for either, but I've seen them. Uh, so then you got Mr. Collins, the lookout. We're getting through all these people so we can get to the actual highest. Good Lord. So John Kenny Collins, 74. He had a criminal record stretching back 50 years. Of course he did. You, you can't not have a criminal record. It's a Moroccan hat. That's what a fez is. Um, you can't not have a criminal record to be a part of the granddaddy gang. So, um, though his teammates called him Wombat Thick, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you can't. Y'all just be, what is Wombat what is, Thick. Maybe that means stupid. Maybe. Like, like thick in the skull? Maybe. Because this is he's determined. Uh, he determined that, oh, so they determined that he would best serve as the lookout. He was instrumental in gathering intelligence and purchasing equipment. That being said, while posing as the lookout, he did fall asleep in the getaway van during My the job. God. Okay, so maybe Wombat Thick does mean dumb because he did. How you gonna, you have one job. For real, my God. How you not awake? And it very much involves keeping your eyes open. Like, that's, like, it's in the word, look. Look out. Like, you gotta be looking. <laughs> you ever see, you ever see the movie, um, um, Lair Cake? No, I haven't. So, it's a, it's about, it's, it's not about this, but there's a, there's a dude in there that, like, he flips, he, this has nothing to do with the main plot of the movie, but it's a side thing where he flips out and beats the shit out. This, like, they all sit in breakfast, and he sees somebody in the diner and gets up and beats the shit out of them. And then, oh, and then wow. when, they, when they leave, his, his boy's like, what was that about? It was like, and, they, and they flash back, and, the, and the, he did this to that guy. So the, the, dude that, the dude that got his ass beat fell asleep. He was the getaway driver. He fell asleep and got everybody caught. How and do you even relax during a robbery? <laughs> <laughs> like, but how, yeah, how do you go to sleep, though? <laughs> you supposed to have no dose, caffeine, and, and some more shit. Or, or adrenaline. Like, you're doing a robbery. Like, that, how does that feel? Like, nah, you know, I'm just going to close my I'm going to rest my eyes for a second. Literally, all you hear outside is like, boom, 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 go, go, go. you like, right. sleep. And, and, and the thing is, if I got to be awake, I got at least 48 hours in. Right, if I and have I, to. Yeah, and if my freedom is on the line, I probably I could probably stay up for three days without caffeine. Right, like just I, off of, just on ahead. just just on the strip, I don't want to die. I don't want to go to prison. On vibes, for sure. I think I could stay yeah. awake as well. I'm definitely not catnapping during a robbery. Like, how oh, much yeah. time did you think they were gonna need? Robberies tend to be quick. I feel like you weren't sitting out there for like 45 minutes. So mm. the heist, after three years of extensive planning and research by the men and help from several lesser involved accomplices, the heist commenced uh, on the evening of April 2nd, 2015. Mr. Reader, Mr. Perkins, Mr. Jones, Mr. Collins, they all pulled up in a white van at the Haddon Garden Safe Deposit. The Hatton Garden safe deposit held the safety deposit boxes of many jewelers in the area who used it as a company vault. So this is where they're putting all the cash once they've sold all the blood diamonds. Uh, so all the money's sitting there. They were greeted by a mysterious man with red hair known at the time only as Basil. Possibly that stands for Best Alarm Specialist in London. And so oh, they called off him the top. Basil. So I'm glad that he shortened his name because everybody else's nicknames are way too goddamn long. How do y'all call each other in the robbery? You're like, um, the reader, aka Fort Knox, Johnny Jones, trappings. Like <laughs> these names are too long. Like Basil, Basil had the right idea. Cause I don't want to yell out, best alarm specialist so, in London. So now we up to what? It's five people in the gang. 
Uh, yes, that the, the, they're working with. So while the men unloaded bags, tools, and two garbage bins from the van, Basil opened up the fire escape door to let them in. Once inside the building, the men disabled the elevator, leaving an out-of-order sign next to it, and sent the elevator to the second floor. I love that they were polite enough to leave like, out of order. This is a very British oh, robbery. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want anybody to get stuck. We don't want an inconvenience. So sorry, but you must take the stairs. We're doing a bit of a rubbery. <laughs> <laughs> So then they shimmy down the elevator shaft to the basement. Now they are, these are older men and they are shimmying down an elevator shaft. So they got that upper body strength popping. Once yeah. the iron gate, uh, once at the iron gate that protected the vault, they cut the wires of the electrical box to disable it. From there, they drill. Where are the guards? <laughs> yeah, is it, this is the middle of the day. Right. I'm confused. Maybe it's at night. So from there, they drilled through the vault's wall, which they learned doing watching YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. YouTube got all the crime hacks. So shortly after midnight, so that it is at night, because I was thinking that too. I was like, where are nobody? Okay. So shortly after midnight, the intruder alarm triggered, but the owner of the safety deposit company did not address it as a previous alarm had been recently triggered by an insect. So whoever heard the alarm was like, oh, it's the damn spiders again, and like rolled back over and went to sleep. An hour later, the building's security guard arrived. An hour later? What kind of security do y'all... <laughs> this place needed to be robbed. I mean, so so if you don't have security at midnight, but you got security at 1 a.m. And also, like, an hour later, I guess they only came because the alarm went off, but they came an hour later. That's how you know you're not paying your security guard oh, enough money. right, right. That's how you know. If your security guard wake up like, oh, hell, I gotta go to work. <sighs> All right. <laughs> it's a robbery down there. <sighs> but, but you know what, though, also, though, I think, like, after, because we creatures of habit, you know, so it's like after, like, after you done done, like, 100 shifts and ain't nothing ever happened. And then the one time the alarm go off, it was a fucking insect. You ain't going to be like, oh, no, somebody's robbing them. You'll be like, man, that's probably some bullshit. Right. You, yeah, you're definitely going to roll up. So probably roll back over, slept for 20 more minutes. Then we're right. like, all right, let me go so I don't get fired. Uh, it's very much giving so I don't get fired. So uh, he showed up. The security guard showed up, looked through the letterbox of the fire escape, declared it was secure, and left. So basically he looked around and was like, hello? Oh, the <laughs> elevator out of order? <laughs> Any criminals here? <laughs> Is anyone trying to rob the vault? <laughs> Hello? Ah, I didn't see anybody. All right, back to bed. <laughs> this is the most minimal security I've ever heard. <laughs> so the police were also notified of the alarm, but they decided that no response was necessary. Everybody was like, we good. Uh, y'all not paying none of these people enough money but despite having the best luck of any thieves when the men finally breached the wall they hit an unmovable metal cabinet bolted to the floor and ceiling that held the safe deposit boxes they left around 8am empty handed undeterred they returned two days later on Mr. Perkins 67th birthday though Mr. Reader the group's leader was not he was like I'm not going back for a second time so the leader Mr. Reader was like oh no I'm not going back again <laughs> like, hey, he's like, was like my, my stomach my stomach all. Right. He was like, nah, I can't. I gotta drink my insurance and go to bed. <laughs> so during their second trip, they were able to dislodge the cabinet, gain access to the vault. The men ransacked 73 safe deposit boxes full of jewels, gold, precious stones, and basically like 14 million pounds. At 6.40 a.m., after Mr. Collins had been woken up, they sped away. Mr. Damn. Jones was overheard saying that he would have to be wheeled out in one of the bins because he had not brought his insulin shots. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's why the that's why the leader knew better. He was like, bro, we got our health got to be matching for us to pull this off. We had one good day where everybody right. nobody had gout. <laughs> right. We need everybody's vitamin D up. All this. 
It was like two days in a row. After two days, we was up at midnight, bro. We can't be at midnight again. Come on now, bro. Yeah, we need, we need, we got, we need another two weeks to catch up on sleep to try again. <laughs> Right. So this is how they got caught. Uh, we're getting to the end of this. It took several days for the men to be discovered. The lack of internal CCTV, fingerprints, or forced entry indicated a certain level of insider knowledge. So they were like, they got in here, basically walked in, you know, no no fingerprints, no cameras. They, they cut the cameras, dead ass. They were eventually identified at the near end of so there was a surveillance camera that was like hanging on outside in the corner and that's how they found them basically uh so they had the surveillance footage from the street and bugs planted in their cars which had picked up on them bragging about their spoils so mazira bag a jewelry dealer said he had lost everything he said i don't have a penny's worth of stones left with me because they were all in the safe deposit Damn, you put all your stone. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Or he was lying, so the insurance would pay for it. Oh, you right, you right. Yeah, you right about that. Because if yeah. I got robbed, I'm showing up in a neck brace. They're like, you weren't even here. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is from when I fell when I heard the news. Yeah, when I heard, I picked up the phone. I was like, hello, and they were like, you got robbed, and I was like, oh no, and then I fell down Look. several stairs. Yeah. <laughs> right, my whole family fell. Um, yeah, my whole family fell. You know, it's like, it's like those people. It's like remember, the, remember when Janet Jackson's titty came out on the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and all these people was like, "I'm, I'm permanently damaged." My right, trying to soak. My kids threw up. We really did act a whole, and by we, I mean them, acted a whole fool. <laughs> but I will say though, the timing of that was wild because TiVo had just come out, and I only remember that because I was a kid, and my parents would always throw the Super Bowl parties, and they had just gotten, you know, the TiVo, which was like the new gadget. So when the titty came out, they rewinded a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, wait a minute, what, what? Wait, what was that? What's that? They were rewinding, pausing, chatting. It was a, you know, because it was like a house full of people. And like, not in a gross way, but more of like, we just got this TiVo thing. So now we can understand. Because it was just such a quick moment. And people act like it lasted forever. And they were like, what just happened? Uh, yeah, so I'm sure that also exacerbated the situation. So, and shout out to Janet, a queen. No shout of out course. to Justin, a, a jester. Exactly. A joke. The, the great opportunity to bring her out during the Super Bowl. But that's a whole other Right, loser. And that's when he was like uh, wearing camos and, and, and trying to be white again. It was very weird. Yeah, he went camping. He tried to yeah. Miley Cyrus us like 30 years later. He did. It was too late. You can't Miley yeah. Cyrus us that long. Timberland made your whole career, boo-boo. You can't try to walk it back now. We saw them cornrows. Stop playing with us. <laughs> okay? We used to see your head when it looked like a pack of ramen noodles. Don't play with us. Don't oh, play wow. With us. She getting at this bed. <laughs> So, wrapping this up, on May 19th, after 45 days of surveillance and gathering the information to determine where the loot had been stashed, 200 police officers swept in on several of the men as they were transferring the jury. 200! Wow. That's a lot of police. The police raided 12 addresses in North London and arrested seven suspects. Of what was recovered, including Mr. Jones's bag of loot, he had stashed under the gravestone of a family member. Over 9 million pounds was still missing. When arrested, all four men and accomplices who pleaded guilty to the theft. Mr. Jones, Mr. Perkins, Mr. Collins, they were all sentenced to seven years in prison. Mr. Reader was sentenced to six. I think six is not fair. Mr. Reader didn't go back, okay? Yeah, what? Six? 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 They get seven, I'm getting six? Yeah, that's a lot. Cause yeah, I because they didn't they didn't know that I tried the first night. So how they even know I'm involved? 
Right. I feel like six is too much if I if I just basically did breaking and entering because I wasn't there for the actual heist. Come on now. That's raggedy. So it took three years for Basil to be identified. Michael Steed, a 58-year-old alarm specialist. So he was sentenced to a total of 18 years. Now, wait a minute. These years ain't... The math ain't mathing. What? Basil got 18. But you know what? That's probably because he he went on the run. Oh, so they probably Maybe they charged him with some extra shit. Yeah, maybe because he was on the lam. So in January 2018, the Woolwich Crown Court ruled that Mr. Collins, Mr. Jones, Mr. Perkins, and Mr. Raider must pay a total of £27.5 million or face another seven years in prison. Mr. Perkins died in prison a week after the ruling. So, like we said earlier, he was like, bye. Yeah, where are they supposed to get that kind of money from? Right. It's like, didn't they only steal, like, £14 million and then the rest was jewelry? Like, what... Y'all had it. When they said six million was, was never recovered. Yeah, they said nine million wasn't recovered. So, okay. but how does nine jump to twenty seven? I'm confused. Yeah, I'm, like yeah, where else we get twenty seven million dollars from? Right, That's you know crazy. I got that. You want me to rob another bank? Give us three years. <laughs> yeah, they backwards over there. That's what they judges wear wigs. Right, and so Mr. Collins and Mr. Jones were sentenced with extents. Uh, their sentences were extended after obviously failing to pay, and they're still in jail. Mr. Rita was released after serving three years and had suffered a... Pro- oh, he suffered from prostate cancer and a series of strokes. Oh, Mr. Rita, I'm so sorry. So, Haddon's safe deposit was forced into liquidation, and the building's new owner was considering turning the vault into a museum devoted to the heist. So, they go try to get a coin however they can. Now, they're like, come to Ocean's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah or, man, you know what? They could do one of those skill shares. Or, um... Or one of those master classes. Right. Can you now cause I was about to say that's boring if you just turn it into a museum and I just walk around. Now if you're telling me I could slide down the elevator shaft and yeah, like yeah. recreate the robbery, that kind of sounds popping. I would do that. Show me how to turn off this alarm. <laughs> Make it into a dick's last resort, but you gotta break yeah. in to get to the restaurant. <laughs> I wonder if it's illegal if I just break in somewhere, like just to fuck with somebody. If I break into like if I break into a jewelry store and I just move everything around, but I leave it there. Right. Don't you don't steal anything, just inconvenience no. everybody. Yeah, just make everybody like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, shout out to these kings. So sorry that y'all are either in jail or decided to peace out from the planet. Um, really wish I mean one at least Basil was on the lamb for three years. Hopefully he had some good times, you know, with some bad bitches. I, that's my yeah, hope for him. At least yeah, at least they didn't snitch on each other. Right. It looks like they did not snitch on, on their friends or on their family, for sure. Uh, but it's just like, if I'm doing all this for a robbery, I need to be able to enjoy the money. I just feel like the police caught up to y'all too quick. Like, Yeah, how, yeah but how did they... But it, it, was it specific about how they do it was them, for sure? They, there was a camera. So they, they didn't catch them on camera in the actual place, but they caught their license places, plates, which I'm like, why are y'all driving your own cars? Like. Yes. Look, between y'all, y'all got about 90 years experience. How you gonna drive your own car to a robbery? Yeah, they old school, though. I'm sure back in the day when they were doing it, it was... <sighs> they weren't ready for all the technology. They needed one young person on the team. Like, one person yep. who got a TikTok who could have... <laughs> probably they. You know what? They probably have one. It was like, you know what? You don't know what the fuck you doing. Let me... I'm, I'm gonna call my man... Uh, who was the last one that got caught? Basil. Yeah, I'm gonna call my man Basil. This young nigga talk too much. He was trying to help y'all out. <laughs> right. Guys, that is that wraps up Historic Hoodwinks. We'll be right back with the saddest part of the show where I have to let Brian go. The end. Robbery! Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A. 
a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. guys we're back and it's time for a quick scammer of the week before i have to let king brian simpson go here uh this week's scammer of the week uh we this is how, where we honor a charlatan who's maybe worthy of our praise maybe not we'll see real quick so the scammer of the week is um there's a japanese tradition of eating kfc on christmas that might be built off of a lie from a japanese businessman mm-hmm when the first KFC opened in japan in 1970 the store manager um takashi okara struggled to make money. Japanese customers were unfamiliar with the store's American aesthetic, and at times, Okara had so little money that he slept on the floor, bags in the back. So he was sleeping on the chicken in the back, uh, resting his head on drumsticks every night because he couldn't slang them. And I, I hate that for him. So Damn. at the time, Christmas was not a major holiday in Japan. But when a nun at a nearby school asked Okara to a Christmas party if he served uh, KFC's fried chicken, he obliged, even showing up in a Santa Claus suit. So he was like, oh, y'all want chicken on Christmas? Yeah, I'm going to pull up. And I'm going to pull up as Chris Kringle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chris Crunchy. Right. Come on, Chris Chicken. Come on, Chicken Kringle. We love it. So he shows up with the chicken. The party was such a success that another kindergarten class asked for a KFC-themed Christmas party. Okara took the idea to his stores, putting Santa costumes on Colonel Sanders statues outside and marketing fried chicken as the replacement to the American turkey for Christmas dinner. News of the tradition spread, and when the national broadcaster asked Okara if fried chicken was a common Western Christmas tradition, he said it was. (laughs) Hey, man, yeah, you came back out at that point. He said, yeah, everybody in America eat chicken on Christmas. Don't look anything up. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I've been there. uh, I've been there. (laughs) Colonel Sanders is actually Santa Claus. Everybody knows (laughs) that. And uh, the chicken or the reindeer, and and he pulls them on. (laughs) Uh, I'm guessing that sign says 100% chicken. Uh yeah, that's what I'm guessing too. It has to it probably says 100 percent chicken, which I always yeah. think is hilarious when no lies. <laughs> no lies told. He said, on drumstick, on thigh, <laughs> on wing, <laughs> on yeah. gravy, on biscuit. <laughs> yeah, what percentage chicken is it chicken that's not hundred percent? Uh that's what I always think when people like I remember when McDonald's was like, now with all white meat nuggets. And I was like, <laughs> when were they before? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, when they first came out with the uh the chicken selects, the chicken tender. Right. They said like, this McDonald's- is all real. <laughs> what was the other shit? <laughs> right. That y'all served for many, many decades. They said McDonald's, now with meat. What? <laughs> no, they. you know what? They they got tired of the accusation and they put out a video oh. where they show where, how they make the nuggets and it did not help. It did not help at all. It, it was did like not some help pink a- stuff. Yeah, oh, like God. slime. I'm like, oh, that didn't make me feel better about it. Like, I should have just been quiet. 
Yeah. Right. Don't tell us. Don't tell us that they're making this with chicken booty. And... <laughs> like, this is the rest of the chicken. It's chicken cream. And then it solidifies <laughs> into a nugget. I'm like, no, we did not need to know this, McDonald's. Nah, Y'all sure should have kept that to yourself. So today the phenomenon continues as every Christmas people wait hours outside of KFC for fried chicken during the holiday season. Okay, Cora, I'm down. I like this scam. You were like, yeah, everybody in America eat. I'm sure some people in America aren't eating KFC on Christmas. It's not like you really lied. Right, lie. true. Yeah, I mean, he's like, Americans eat. Right. On Christmas, for sure. But I do love hyping it. I feel like you need to take it further. I feel like you should be like, yeah, every holiday, American Arbor Day, they got to have a chicken. You know what I mean? Like, make it every day so you can really run the bag up. But at least you know Christmas going to be hitting. I love that. Hey, real talk, though. Best chicken, best fried chicken in L.A. is a place called Barbecue Chicken L.A. in Koreatown. Wow, I've never heard of that. I thought you were going to say, like, Gus's or, like, no. Dave's Hot. Okay. Nah, it's, it's a Korean. It's a Korean spot. They they but they fry chicken. It's just it's incredible. I love I do love Korean fried chicken though. They it usually is very much bussing. So yeah, okay. Yeah, What's it called they, again? Because I'm have to go. It's called barbecue chicken LA. Bar- and they then they straight to the point. Barbecue chicken LA. You know what you're yep. getting, you know where it's at. Love that. All yep. right. Guys, we've reached the end of the episode. And Brian, we always ask on the show, where would you like to be found? Where do you want people to find you? Like when I'm de- oh no, I thought you meant if I die. <laughs> Um, oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, um, I would like you could find me on, at BS Comedian on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm gonna be all I'm to be all over the place touring this year. Click on my link tree, and you know I'm coming to your city, even if it's not up there. The links will be up there soon. So. Yes, and you can guys the stand-ups on Netflix. Uh guys, please watch Brian. I I mean, I'm just trying to do y'all a favor cuz Brian's episode is so freaking funny. It's so good. I was telling him before we started the podcast that I was watching cuz Naomi Up Kerrigan and uh, Janelle James, y'all know, uh have done the show before. I was watching to see theirs and Brian's was first and I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for Naomi's." And then I as soon as he started talking, I was like, no, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is this is funny as hell. Um, it was it was a really good special. You should be very, Dope. very proud. Congratulations. Uh, y'all you, get Lacey. into it. And y'all see this man live and in person, okay? Breathing in a city near you, telling these jokes, honey. Uh, as always, guys, snitch on your friends and family at scamguyspod at gmail.com. If you want to see me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D, Valencia on all platforms. If you'd like to see any of these photos of these dashing older criminals, uh, mm. the granddaddies, you know, with all of their names, uh, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. Congregation, stay scheming. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.